Picnic Table Society, a ragtag group of people in recovery that live by Rule 62. Don't take yourself so damn seriously. Your recovery is your journey. Get engaged, try new things, and have fun with it. Yo, maestro. Intro, please. You can't steal second with your foot on first. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Picnic Table Society. My name is Joe, along with Aaron and Jeff. What's up? It's Wednesday. It is Wednesday. What's going on? I want to hear. <laughs> Jeffrey. Come on. Come on. That's your cue. Come on. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> Seriously, what happened, man? Oh, boy. Okay. Here so we the, go. Yeah. So it's Wednesday. This show will be on next Tuesday, yeah. which will be exactly one week from the incident. From the incident. Yeah. <laughs> so yesterday was Tuesday and about 11.45 a.m. I'm in my office. I'm actually getting ready. Oh, this ready. was in the morning. Yeah. So I'm getting ready to go next door and greet people for the noon meeting like I do. I and thought this was like last night. No. No. Okay. Sit tight, Joe. Sit tight. No, no. I, I hear the front door of the halfway house slam open, like slam open with cussing coming through the door. I'm just thinking it's one of the guys on the phone with somebody. Right, right. right. And some uh, uh, white male, 50s, looked like he was in his 50s. I don't know his exact age, but he uh, comes in, he throws a piece, piece of paper at me. Oh, he walked into the office. Yeah, throws a piece of paper at me and he starts cussing me. And my response to him was, you look familiar. You Okay. And that's when the MFs and you piece of this and you don't remember me. You told me to get the hell out of here. Oh, so he was a former resident. No, he wasn't a resident. Wasn't a resident. So I don't remember what I didn't know what he was talking about. Okay, just for anybody who's, you know, listening or whatever, the place that Jeff runs is really there's a lot of people that come in and out of here Mm -hmm. all day, every day. I mean, hundreds. Yeah. So I can understand that you don't recognize the guy. Right. And he wasn't a resident. I could tell you that because I know the residents. Right. Um, So anyway, he was, you know, very unstable. Right. He was he continued to cuss me and point and everything. At that point, I stood up from my office chair. Sure. And I said, you need to get out of here because now you're trespassing. Right. So he starts walking out and I'm following him uh, (laughs) to make sure he walks out the front door. And he's Has he thrown anything else at you? Nope. But he's continuing his tirade. So I grab my phone to start recording him. Uh-huh. You, you know, because at this point, I'm going to call the cops and trespass him, right? Right. Okay. So, uh, you know, I, I said to him, I said, I got, you know, I got you on video. Now so do you want to continue? He, clearly, he was like drunk or. He wasn't know. drunk. No, no. I uh, Listen, I don't want to assume anybody's off their meds or taking anything. I'll just say that he was emotionally disturbed. Okay. Okay. So, and, and uh, there's a reason behind it, which I'll get to. <laughs> so, like I said, I take my phone out. I said, I'm recording if you want to continue. At this point, he was about seven, eight feet away from me. Now he starts approaching me. And I'm about two feet out the door of the halfway house. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. And he comes right up in my face, continuing to curse while I'm filming him. And he puts his finger towards my chest. So I put my phone in my pocket. So now my camera's off. And I step back in the uh, door entrance. And I put my left arm against the left side of the door. My right arm against the right arm side of the door. And I open my leg. So I'm like, you can't get through. I said, if you step in here... You're gonna be you're, you're going to jail for trespassing. He uh, then proceeds to <laughs> bite my left forearm. 
I'm sorry. I know it's probably not very funny, but like no. I got to laugh. You know so what I mean? As he, so he just lunged at you and bitch you real quick, like straight up zombie, one, like yes, like like Midnight Mass. Yeah, if you've seen that show on Netflix, or Zombie Land, Zombie you know Land, I mean? right? Yeah. So as soon as he kind of see, I'm, God was on my side that morning. That morning, yesterday morning. Let me tell you why, real quick. Because I put on a short sleeve shirt and didn't like how I looked in it, so I grabbed a long sleeve shirt. Ah. <laughs> True story. So I had this. Thick so he kinda, had the oh, I yeah, got yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. So, I gotcha. so um, you know, I just felt a quick pinch and I, <laughs> I felt the quick. Yeah, pinch. yeah. So I pushed back with my left hand. Yeah. And I clocked him. Uh huh. Right, like right in the side of the face. Sure. And I came around and picked him up and threw him to the ground. Sure. And then I put my knee in his back, and there was three or four witnesses there. Thank God that yeah. witnessed the whole thing. So uh, I yelled to them, go get Gerald and call the cops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, that's what we proceeded to do. And uh, Gerald and I, we have the case number and everything. And the man was escorted to the hospital. He'll be arrested with the victims. We're going to go down. Uh, we got to go to the substation, pick up the paperwork today. And uh, But here's the thing. Th- this is the, uh, how do I say, uh, uh, this is the recovery part, okay? That paper, which we wound up reading, is dated March of 2020, and it's about five paragraphs long of the resentment. What are you talking about? Exactly. The paper he threw at him. He wrote, when he first came in, oh, yeah, he yeah, threw yeah. a piece of paper at him. Later, after all this happened, Jeff went back and read the paper that yeah. he threw at him. Yeah. And, and it was what? March of 2020, a five-paragraph um, incident that he wrote down uh, stating that he was at the coffee bar for a noon or nighttime meeting, I guess. It wasn't in the morning. And um, there was a line, and so he decided to grab his own cup and push the button to get the hot water out because he wanted hot water or tea, yeah. which is very dangerous. You get your finger under that hot water no, thing, dude, you that's get just scolded, scolding hot. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he said he heard a voice from behind the counter. And that voice was me yelling at him, don't do that. Yeah, no, you can't, no. So, let's go back. The paper is from March of 2020. This is October 2021. So, here's wow. the recovery part. Wow, this guy's been holding on to a this. A year forever. and a half later. Wow. He's been thinking about this, and he must have just woke up and said, today's the day, right? I mean, man, thank God we don't have to live that way no more. I mean, wow. could you imagine? Dude, Are you serious? That's some scary stuff, man. Forget about getting bit and why. You, you listen. No, that's this, what I'm saying. This disease so- is dangerous. We gotta, we gotta take care of resentments. Wow. We, I, I mean, obviously there was no. Who knows, right? I don't want to sound judgmental, but I, you know. Did, did you put it on your list? Did you talk to a sponsor about it? You know, it's, it, well, you know it, there's got to be a better be some way. Kind of, I'm not, I'm not like, obviously I wasn't there. I'm not a professional or anything right. like that, but it sounds like there might be some kind of mental yes, illness and, thing and going that's on. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And then, uh, first of all, for you to yell at him to not get the hot water, that's I mean, pretty common because yeah. it's like, nobody coming here should touch that coffee machine nobody, like that. No. that. Like I said, you could get like, yeah. And Gerald told me that leave he, that so to somebody who works here. You know what I mean? That like, he saw the guy walk in before he ever came to the office. He walked in the meeting hall, yeah, and he started putting a piece of paper on each and every single table. So Gerald just thought it. You know, sometimes people come in and put like an announcement sure, down, of and then we'll go check it to make I'll, sure it's okay. People put all kinds of stuff yeah. out so there. So he yeah. put that piece of paper on every single table. Right before the noon the meeting. The same paper? Yeah. Like a copy of it? Yeah, I guess he, he, oh, no he's, way. he's out for something, you know? Dude. But, but here's also uh, the recovery part, right? Yeah. We're able to pray for that man at night. 
You know, I, I have no ill will about him. I don't resent him for anything. He's a sick man. How could I be helpful to him? The only way I could be helpful to him is to pray for him. Yeah, you know, I mean, yeah, but for the grace of God, there go I if I'm not treating my disease. Right. Right. Wow. I mean, it's man. So, yeah. Let's pray. There let's, you go, Joe. If you're out there, pray for that. the man. Pray for the man. But uh, that's what happened. Wow. You, you know, that's what happened. That's crazy. Yeah. How's your bite, Mark? It's hardly, it's hardly anything there. That's what I'm saying because I had the uh, sweater on. So you could see a little, little thing right there. And Yo, the paramedics you, looked at it. They said, it's fine. Yo, you know, Aaron, you watch any zombie movie you want. It takes, what, about maybe, what, 12 to t- uh, 24 hours? Yeah. yeah, yeah. That shit starts kicking in, bro. He'll start feeling symptoms here in a little bit. That's what I'm saying, man. You start seeing him, like his skin starts turning pale and fucking pasty looking. and You know what I mean? I mean, he's white, Joe. No, <laughs> he's already pretty no, white. But you know what I'm saying, though. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> Eyes start turning fucking another color. What are you? What's going on in your head? Oh, it's okay for you to say that I look white, but I can't say you look Latina. <laughs> no, Jeffrey. No. Uh, hey, you want to know what this? This might actually work out really well, okay? Because you're having the Halloween haunted house oh, in just a couple. So if you turn into a zombie before that, you don't even need to dress up. Bro. If I'm going to turn into something, and it's going to turn into a guy with khaki pants. <laughs> you know, that's how he looked. No, that's pretty funny though. Yeah. Right? All right. Well, that's what happened to me. If anybody wanted to know, and I know Joe and Aaron did, and I didn't tell Joe the story, but no. Let, yeah, listen, I mean, here's here's we got a um, message. From a loyal listening fan, because yep. we want you all to write us and tell us what you think, what, what you don't like, what you like, if you have a topic, if you want to come on the show. And a young lady named uh, Catherine, she um, she would like us to possibly talk about um, uh, fitting, in. fitting in in either early or long-term sobriety, because, you know, sometimes people do have problems finding their... Uh, you know what do you whatever you want to call it, their group their click and we want to thank you uh Catherine H for for asking us or should I say Catherine FH um for for asking us to talk about this and we want to know if anybody has any experience on that like when did you find your 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 group Aaron you know cuz we find that group we're not going to be you know our recovery program is huge huge right so you find that group of people at some point Right. What is what did it take for you to find that group of people? Like, I know for us three, we are total extroverts, all three of us. Yeah. You you know, so was it very difficult for you? So when I came in the program, even as an extrovert as I am, I didn't like like it, it was still hard. I was nervous. I was new. I was six and a half hours away from anybody I knew or loved. Um, but luckily, my home group, um, the halfway house I was in, the girls already were going there every week and it was their home group. So they dragged me along and. Um, it's my home group has a lot of, uh, old timers in it and people have been around for a while and they just loved on me. So God did for me what I couldn't do for myself in the beginning, but I took the action to continue to show up to that meeting. That is the only thing I did to find my people when I first got here. Now, fast forward as time as, you know, the three years have went by, you know, my, uh, close knit people, um, were the group of girls I got sober with, and little by little, uh, sad as it is, they've fallen off, you know, and I'm still here. And so I've just recently, like literally, I think it was yesterday, I told my sponsor about this. Um, you know, it, I, I'm an alcoholic, so I like to judge. You know, I don't take any action on it, but I judge. And um, I've realized that I don't have as many friends as I did when I first got here, like close, meaningful friends. 
So again, I have to take action and step outside of that comfort zone. I have to go make some new friends, you know, and I tend to look at people and say, ah, that's not the friend I'd like. But if, if I think back to it, you know, I didn't want to be friends with anybody when I got here. Right. But because I took that action, I learned that, you know, what is it? Um, a book, something about the cover. Uh, can't judge a book by its cover. You know, so I, I, I told my sponsor that I want to get out and meet some new women. So I know where uh, a different group of women hang out a lot and some events they've got going. And so I told my sponsor, you know, can you hold me accountable to, to show up to some of those events and uh, try to get outside of myself? Because, again, I'm three years sober and I've, I've got to keep doing something different. If I, you know, nothing changes if nothing changes. That's right. Go rent a friend. <laughs> hey, but can I do that, though? <laughs> That's funny. Go ahead, Joe. Um, no, I was going to say, so, all right, so fitting in, um, you know, in, in, this person asked about in sobriety and stuff like that. So, number one. Here we go. Oh, boy, if you guys could see the look on Joe's face right no, now. No, no, no. Number one, I remember going to, uh, you know, some meetings and stuff like that, not necessarily by choice or whatever. This is before I got sober, right? You know that terminal uniqueness thing that we yep. get? Sure. I am not like you people. So that right there, if I've got anything like that going on, it completely blocks me from, you know, fitting, like even wanting to fit in, you know right. what I mean? But it's like, I just, there's that, you know, okay, you people have a problem. I don't have a problem. I'm just here for whatever it is, you know what I mean? And, uh, you know, so so that right there, if anybody's kind of going through that, that immediately blocks you from fitting in anywhere, okay? Now, after that, when I actually did get sober, though, this is kind of funny. So I'm a thousand, okay, I am not from, I'm, I got sober in Florida, okay? I'm not from here, Me okay? <laughs> I had a major problem with a lot of the people when I moved here, okay? Like, there's a lot of rednecks down here, you know what I mean? Not a, No offense to anybody listening who is one, but... <laughs> did I can saying, hear the jersey coming out of you right no, now. I, like, did you I, come I, straight to Jabba from Gateway? Yeah. Oh, you did? Okay. Oh, yeah, I moved right in here. But I'm saying, okay. like, I just... I, I mean, you talk about a culture shock. Like, I legitimately did not fit in with a lot of people here, right? Right. But it was funny, because at the Jabba Club, when, at the halfway house here, right... When I moved in here, um, the guy running the place, you know, he told me to come on over and, um, you know, uh, from Gateway, from the rehab, right? So I got my stuff and I came on over here and I'm hanging out at the picnic tables, right? Just kind of, you know, my first day here, nothing, you know, just sitting out there smoking cigarettes, you know? And, uh, and I'm sitting there in my head like, dear God, what did I do? You know what I mean? Like, because I, I am literally in the middle of nowhere here, you know, and I there's no way that I am going to really, like, get along with all these Southerners, you know what I mean? And uh, the first two guys, besides the guy running the place, the first two guys that I met here, it was hilarious. It was, uh, they're both, they're both passed away now, Dave and Frankie, okay, Dave and Frank. Um, Dave, you know, sat down and talked to me or whatever. He's from New Jersey, too. Oh, okay. I didn't know Dave K was from Yeah, he was. Okay. He was from New Jersey. And then, uh, you know, he was really good friends with Frank, okay? Frank J., who's passed away now, too. And uh, Frank, he's a really funny guy, man. But he comes over because uh, Dave's like, hey, he's from New Jersey. You know what I mean? Frank's like, you know, I'm not from there, but I lived in Kearney for a little while, and the state of New Jersey kicked me out. You know what I mean? And uh, and Kearney's a town not that far, you know, away from me and stuff like that. So it was, it was just kind of funny how, like, my first day living in this halfway house— 
And I'm in my head thinking like, there is absolutely no way that I am going to get along with all these damn Southerners here. And like, I have nothing in common with them, nothing, you know, and it's like the first two guys I met are like, they're from where I'm from, you know what I mean? Or spe- at least spent a lot of time there and stuff like that. So it was just kind of like, I don't know if that was like a God thing or right. what. That's a God thing. It was. But then, um, but like you said, I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a socially, you know, extroverted, I guess, kind of person or whatever. So eventually, you know, I found you find people that you like. Right. And you want to know what, if you're going to like meetings or 12 step groups or whatever it is, and you don't like the people, try another one. There's meetings everywhere, That's man. That's it right there. You That's can, it. You'll find some people that you actually like and can relate with and Absolutely. become friends with. You got to get uncomfortable though. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, going to a different meeting, like, that that right there is uncomfortable. Sure, sure, sure. Like, you just described it, Joe. Coming here, doing something different than what you had been doing, sitting at those picnic tables, was uncomfortable. You were uncomfortable in that moment. But like I said, though, if you're caught up in your head thinking, like, I am not like these people, like, that right there is, like, the worst thing that you could do. Yeah, I agree. At least you, if you could go to a different meeting, and even though you might be uncomfortable, if you could sit there and be like, well, at least I'm going to a meeting, like, with people that are like me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like we're all alcoholics or drug addicts or whatever it is. So it's like maybe there, that commonality right there might get you at least through the door. You know what I mean? And then you can meet people that you might like. So yeah. So, you know. know, we can only share our experience on yeah. this. And what, you know, so for me at the beginning, I, I was blessed. And it's a God thing that I, I went into a church meeting at night on a Monday night where I lived. And Larry E., was yeah. the first person I met. And if you guys know Larry, he's a social butterfly. Oh, yeah. And at the time, he was three years sober. This is back in 2013. Right. So he introduced me to a bunch of people in that Bay Meadows group meeting. And then he took me to James Gang and introduced me to the 80 people there, because that's what Larry does. Uh-huh. You know, and then he took me over here to Java Club, and he introduced me to a bunch of people here. And what I really, really liked about this place was those picnic tables out there, because at the time, I was just like a, a part-time basketball coach with my son, and I hated being in the house. House. So I'm at home during the day watching my son while my ex-wife is working. So I put my son in the car and I would drive up here knowing there was no meeting, but I was told the picnic, you could come here anytime. And I would just sit at those picnic tables. And when I would get up here, Todd L was here, big country. Mike was here. You were here. And it was a huge class of 2013 sobriety, a bunch of guys in the halfway house and girls. There's like a group of 15, to 18 men and women from 2013 that got sober together. And it's probably over a dozen of us are still sober yeah. and there was just something about the laughter outside and i remember it, gerald uncle gerald uncle gerald was out there he came in about two months before me and he was he, the biggest like the only man i've known in the history of manhood that moves from jacksonville arkansas to jacksonville florida and he was a mess out there and he would be up here with me all the time and i'm i'm a city boy he's a country boy for some reason we kind of clicked and And I wouldn't talk much. I would just sit there and listen and laugh. And eventually, I just started talking. But, you know, and that's that's the thing, too. We have to take that action, too. You know, we can't we can't expect everybody. You know, we come here and like we need to introduce ourselves to the newcomer. And shame on me. Shame on me. If I hear a man raise his hand in a meeting, say he's new and I don't go up and say hello. Shame on me if I run this place and I see a face walk by. And I don't know who that is. And me, the guy who runs the place, doesn't go up to, hey, what's your name? I, You know, I'm Jeff. You know, I run the place. If you need anything, 
let me know. Nice yeah. to meet you. I need to do that. And I don't do it perfectly all the time, right? But I can tell you what y'all brought up too, whether it be day one or year 20, I need me, not anybody else. I need to get involved. That means show up a little early, stay a little late, make sure I'm going to meetings, not just once a week, you know, two times, three times, four times. Make sure I'm going to the same meetings at first until I say to myself, well, you know what? Maybe I'll try a different meeting. That way I'm seeing familiar faces. If a group of people say they're going out to eat and they don't ask you, go anyway. Go up to me. Hey, can I come with you? Nobody's going to say no. Okay, we are blessed to be in Jacksonville, Florida. There are so Whoa. many events here and things happening around this town. Not yeah. only here, everywhere. You know, we got to be be of service at those yeah. events. Serve <clears throat> the food. Walk the cakes. Well, you know, 12-step you know, meetings in general, whether it's AA, NA, whatever it is, you know, all over the place, are they're pretty welcoming people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Now, don't get me wrong. Like, there's a lot of people that I don't really jive with, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, like, that that doesn't mean that they're not going to be like, hey, welcome, come on in. Like, you know what I mean? What's your name? Ba 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 ba. Like, like, people are generally pretty welcoming in 12-step meetings and stuff like oh, that. Yeah. So, you know, like I said, though, it's, it's, it's one of those things where, it, you know, especially after you've been around for a while, too, if you don't like the people wherever it is you're going, go somewhere else, man. Right. There's and a zillion freaking meetings you could do anywhere. You now that we got Zoom, you know what I mean? You could get on you could get uh online and do online meetings with people that you, you know, maybe build a relationship there or something. I have no idea. I'm just saying, like, you know, try different things, you know? And here's what I know from doing step work and, and the fact that I'm alcoholic, right? I, I I can live in fear very, very easily. Fear is a son of a bee, right? Right. Fear can really, really get you. So if I have that fear of introducing myself to, like, somebody who I like what they share, if I see a group of, like, four or five people who are always going out together or, or doing something something fun together i need to get over that fear and just say hey what's up sure you, you know i need i need to do here's a perfect example man i was so scared to go to san marco when i first got here not <laughs> only did inside of that room intimidate me i don't think i shared at san marco for my first like two three years of sobriety uh -huh. but i just felt like when i went to san marco it was a whole different group of uh of recovery people there than because i got comfortable here I got to like get said, out of my Aaron. comfort zone. Yeah, yeah. But guess what? The same people who were at San Marco were here. But I just, in my head, I was like, it's a different place. It's different people. But they were the same faces. Yep. Yep. They were the same faces. Yep. I had to get over that fear, man. Thank God I did. Cool. Aaron, parting last words of wisdom. Hola, como estas bien? <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go to class. <laughs> you gotta go. I gotta go to work. Hey, so. hey, hold on one second. You ever see the movie Back to School with Rodney Dangerfield? No. Okay, so can, can we? Can I just do this line before you? Make it quick. Okay. That's what she said. Come on, Jeff. <laughs> okay, so there's this line in the movie, Rodney Dangerfield, he's an older man. He goes back to college. That's why it's called Back to School. And there's this beautiful professor. Relate. He really likes the professor. And Rodney Dangerfield's rich. That's how he got back into school, right? So he, he really likes it. He goes up to her and he, he starts talking to her. And he's like, hey, you, you want to go You wanna, You want to? go out sometime? And uh, she's like, no, I got class. Well, what about in the morning? I got class. What about at night? I got class. Well, why don't you call me when you have no class? <laughs> There you go. <laughs> Whatever. Go but, um, back. Right. Yeah. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. On that note, we're out of here. Take care.